Welcome to Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast, a podcast where we take down Scott Pilgrim. Now, we have not been successful so far, but this is it. This is the episode we're going to be talking about. Scott Pilgrim takes off episode two, A League of Their Own. And I'll tell you what, I hated that movie and I hated this episode. What the fuck? Wow, that's that's controversial. (laughs) It's crazy that we're trying to take down Scott Pilgrim. How can you hate that movie? That's a great movie. The show took him down right under, right in front of our eyes. So it works. I'm Justin. The train moves. I'm Pete. And there is no crying in podcasts, so I'm kidding. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. A League of Their Own is a great movie. Jury's out on episode two, I guess, and we're going to get into it right now. So if you haven't already watched it on, (laughs) we're judge, jury, and executioner. If you haven't watched it yet on Netflix, Please do. Uh, Alex, I believe the phrase is we're Judge Judy in execution. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> because the two characters on that show are Judge Judy and the executioner. Yeah, he's right behind her desk. Yeah, uh, I'm tired of hearing about this death. Yeah. <laughs> and then da, <laughs> da, da, da. the the wedding march plays. <laughs> Chop yeah. the guy's neck in half. I know. You're comes. getting married to the executioner. <laughs> Well, anyway, in this episode, we're picking up on the insane, and I don't say that, I I mean, that's a light way of saying it, a cliffhanger of the last episode, where Scott Pilgrim was killed by Matthew Patel. He continues to be dead. We had to sweat it out the whole goddamn episode. Yeah. Uh, So once again, we're getting some big changes here as Matthew Patel takes over the League of Evil Exes. We get to see Scott's funeral. Envy Adams shows up, sings I Will Remember You dance version, and everybody loves Uh, it. What a banger. We end with yet another cliffhanger at the end of the episode where Ramona either does dream or thinks she's dreaming uh, that Scott is still alive. So there you go. Given the first episode was pretty much Scott Pilgrim, slightly remixed, but it was Scott Pilgrim. This is entirely fresh, entirely yeah. new. We have never seen this before. I wanted to get your bead on that. Uh, maybe I won't do this for every episode, but um, I'm just very curious to hear to see, given like everybody was champing at the bed after the end of that last episode. How did you feel about episode two, Pete? I was upset because it was like, we're doing a funeral? Like, no, what? Well, I was, I couldn't believe how long it took for us to get some kind of uh, relief. And it was scary to be away from what we knew and love a little bit because I was like, what's going on? If it would have started brand new, I think it would have been less like uh, intrusive because it felt a little like, hey, what? This isn't what. Oh, no, this is completely different, which is exciting and new. But it's not what I thought I was getting. So I, I felt a little uh, uncertain and I was uh, worried about the old Scotty P. I feel like, Pete, from the end of the first episode through the end of this episode, you have like big Will Ferrell, am I taking crazy pills meme yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. And so that that must have been a crazy I invented the key tie. Uh, the, I think this is fantastic. I love it. I think the writing is so good. There are so many great jokes. I like that they've just taken our expectations, absolutely thrown them away. And they're still making a show that's awesome, but it's a kind of show that I think we never see where, uh, like, it's like a video game. If the main, if Mario died and you're like, who wants to play that? Well, you're not playing. It's all the characters around being like, now what do we do? Who's going to jump on this flagpole? <laughs> Nobody just sits there. Okay. And that's awesome. We never, and even beyond the, 
the culture around Scott Pilgrim. Like we never get stories where there's a hole where the protagonist used to be. And that's what this is. And we get to see all the wild ways that that gap is filled in by the exes, by everybody else. It's so fun. I can't believe the change was in the casket. I, I laughed out loud. I literally, when they were talking, I was like, oh, I hope the change is in there. That's so funny <laughs> if the change is in there. Is it going to be the change in there? And then it was. It was. Do you guys want that? Do you change. want to be buried with your change or your change instead of you? I want people to put change in my coffin. Well, I, I don't want to think- be, be tipped. Uh, I'm going to be like a wishing well. You know what we'll do is we'll put your coffin out on the street and we'll put like a little a little sign there and people just toss it and change as they go by. Well, everyone should do a little trick, like busk a little bit with mm-hmm. my, my pass the hat, as they yeah. traditionally say, and my open casket. Uh, so we have me to bring home. change to your funeral is what you're no, saying. No, no, no. Here's no, what we're going to do. Is first of all, we're going to duct tape a flute to Justin's mouth and when his death rattles come out. That'll blow yeah. through the flute and it'll make some music, and then people will be like, "Ah, here's here's a couple of bucks." So hey, if I haven't given a death rattle, don't don't have the funeral yet. Don't just wait. <laughs> I might I might just be breathing weird. I might be fine. <laughs> don't start the funeral too early. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, I wish we could honor your wishes, but I, I can't yeah, promise that. We gotta uh, we gotta you know you yeah, can only get those things for so long. You know what I mean? You gotta hurry up and funeral it. I want to be podcasting for my death rattle for a lot of it. So like, make sure <laughs> yeah. that happens. Uh, so great. Uh, glad to hear your thoughts. On what about this. you? What about me? I, Were you stressed? Um, no. Curious, I think, is more the feeling that I had there in terms of like, what are, what are we doing here? What is this? Because I, I still don't know exactly what the show is at this point, two episodes in. I'm curious. That's the exciting part. That is the exciting part. Uh, but like Pete, I, I'm similar in terms of I, I'm i still reeling in terms of like they told us it was one thing and it's not that. You know, right. they told us it was this remix of the story. Clear at this point, it's 100% not that. It's an original story. It's a different story. It's going in a different direction. I understand they've talked a lot about how they wanted to give more time to Ramona and the evil exes. And I guess the way they've hit on that is excising Scott from the story. Get him out of there. He's taken off. He's out of here. He's he's taken off. He's left. That's what the title means. But if he can't beat Patel, how is he going to go through the rest of them? I am so worried about how this is going to work. Well, at this point, the evil exes don't even work that way. I, I think what this episode did... So the first episode was setting up the story, giving us like, okay, here's we how we got to get a battle through the X's though, right? This is how the anime works. This is how um, these characters are. We're resetting them up for people who have never seen them before, and then we're giving you this wild swerve. This episode, I feel like, answers a lot of questions that I don't think I ever actually had questions for, but I understand why they thought about them in the intervening years. Things like Matthew Patel immediately being like. Great, I beat Scott. Now I get to date Ramona again, right? It's great. And that's not very fun. What he gets to do at all, because of course Ramona is her own human being. That's not at the actual point. Plus, as we saw in the movie, as we read in the book, the eventual plan is like she's ultimately gonna go back to Gideon. So we do get an answer there of him explicitly saying, Yeah, no, I set this up so he could fight through you, and then he gets to me, and I beat him and I get Ramona back. And nobody likes that. So I Again, that's nothing that I ever thought about as a question, but if that's what this series is about, is 
answering all the lingering questions from Scott Pilgrim. I think that's an interesting way of going. Well, definitely. And I think changing it up, like you're saying, like it's not about getting Ramona. That's like not how our stories should work anymore. It's about like Ramona has her own thing. And like I feel like Gideon might end up working with Scott to fight his way through and Ramona to fight their way through the X's. Well, if this is about answering questions, then I can't wait to see the episode about how the Punisher became part of the vegan police. The Oh, what? Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane was in the movie as the vegan police. We'll see if he shows up here. We got to see all of the X's very early. Again, I know there's no way we can separate each, ourselves from this, but one big question I had watching this episode, seeing all of the X's at the league, them interacting with each other, is like, what does a person who doesn't know anything about Scott Pilgrim think about what's going on right now? Well, in this episode, I was like, ooh, you sort of need to watch, have watched or read the books <laughs> to know what is going on here, or I guess more why it's going on. Because otherwise, I feel like this is a pretty just like random assortment of scenes where you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Who's, why, is this guy, why, why does this dead guy matter so much? Who is Envy Adams? Why and how yeah. did you yeah. date this loser Scott and all of these other things? Um, I Yes, uh, I agree with that. Again, it's hard to separate ourselves from that. But um, it was interesting seeing these characters in a different light. Uh, we can talk about the evil exes and kind of follow that thread because that's a big thing that happens here. So we get to see they all get invitations to Gideon Graves' place. It turns out it's Matthew Patel who wants to take over the league. Nice invitations, by the way. Very nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Did I get invited to a party at my own lair, says Gideon? (laughs) Yeah. And we get to meet all of the evil exes over the course of this. Ultimately, Matthew Patel and Gideon Graves are the big fight in the episode. And Matthew Patel wins again two episodes in a row. This guy is killing it. Oh, my gosh. Again, I think this is something where they're like, hey, we got rid of Matthew Patel so early. What if we gave him so much more room? And I don't know if that's a good decision yet, necessarily, but it's definitely another big decision on the part of the show. Um, And yeah, uh, the last thing he says, I think, is this is my league now. I'm the main character. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm the main character. So funny. Great meta joke. But it's also like... If you're writing this, you're like, what if we had the biggest loser become the big winner? And mm-hmm. so it has to be Matthew Patel uh, out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Pete. It's also weird because I find myself like missing other versions of the joke, why it was going on. Like the demon hipster, hipster chicks kind of like Roxy. A, a song. Yeah, like that was fun. Uh, you know, when it got to Lucas Lee's line was like, you know, like, oh, I'm a huge fan. He's like, why wouldn't you be in the movie? And this one was like, you know, of course you are or something. And I was like, oh, I kind of missed that other one. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was funnier. But I I also feel like that would be different if I hadn't seen these other versions, you know? Well, there's just to talk about the voices and characters a little bit. So first of all, we get to hear the twins, which is something that was completely yeah. missing for the movie. So that's true. fun. They are entirely new for this. We also get to see a little robot, which is something that they didn't have in the movie. They have robots in the graphic novels. So yeah. great to see that as well. Roxy. love the robot. Real quick on the robot. Very funny. And then the joke, no plus ones, since his yeah. name is Robot 01. <laughs> Banger. Yeah, there we go. The, Roxy, like Pete was saying, looks a little different. She's got a whole demon mask thing going yeah, on. Yeah. But Mae Whitman, 
you know, we were talking about voice stuff a little bit the last episode. May Whitman is like a professional voice actor. So almost yeah. of all of the people in the show, I was like, yeah, she's she knows how to crush this. She can come in and do this in three seconds. Um, we also get Brandon Routh is introduced as vegan Todd. I thought yeah. that was very fun. Uh, awesome. Yeah, the Lee stuff. Todd stuff was also great. Uh, the stick to the rivers and lakes you're used to. Oh, uh, my God. Job. Come on. Right. That's, That's the thing. Is what I was working up towards is Chris Evans as Lucas Lee, live action, but also animation. He is crushing it. Make him the main character. Always killing it. He really is, though. Like every single line, his delivery is so funny. Um, It's also so funny that they put so much of him in here because somebody asked a question. uh, I swear I'm going to try to start and stop talking about the New York Comic-Con paddle, but they're like, Eventually, what was it like right? working with Chris Evans again? They're like, oh, it's great. He get it, came in and did like 14 lines. And I think he did plus 14 in this episode alone. And I was like, they were lying. <laughs> he, yeah. he did more than this. So all of his stuff was great. I love the line about like, I don't even do my, read the scripts anymore. I just make up my own dialogue. Uh, and then what let's is it? Party. I think it's Roxy is like, that's why you say let's party so much. It's like, yeah. I don't think I said that. Let's party. <laughs> yeah, oh man, it's so good. That's what I'm saying. There's so many, like, there are not a ton of comedies on television or streaming or anything are as funny as this. It's crazy that this is this funny. And yeah. I, I feel like we're tough critics, and this is crushing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got this whole plot line. I also, just before we move on to other stuff, what did you guys think about the fight in this episode? I think that's probably a good thing to break down if we're going to get that every episode, is how did you feel about the Matthew Patel-Gideon Graves fight, Pete? Uh, or Justin, uh, yeah, go ahead. I thought it was, uh, I really loved it. We Last time we talked about how this show is doing a lot of, like, anime, sort of classic anime, uh, the way the pausing and the way the dialogue comes in. I feel like they moved a little more modern in this episode, and the stuff from classic anime they brought in, especially in the fight, was just random stuff happening all the time. Like they play basketball for sort of no reason. Uh, Gideon gets stuck into a wire rig for literally no reason. Um, there's uh, trident back arms that come out of uh, Matthew Patel. I was like, this is just wild ideas. And it was – I, but I loved it. I, you never knew it was going to come. It was a super original, great just reference points. And then we get this legal – lawyer thing right at the end where that's when you know he's going to lose. And he right. loses underwear, which was a fun bit. Yeah. Did you guys think, like, I spent the entire episode thinking, oh, Gideon Graves is going to win because he's yeah. the big bad guy. So they it played against... it again. Yeah. They, they really they got did. You. Yeah, they got me again. Alex, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you. I have a feeling that's they're going to fool me at least eight times over the course of the, the show. Wow. Yeah. So, I also uh, like the bit of like when they were in that fight montage. It was cool because it started a little bit low budget and then kind of kept amping up, which was really impressive. And then he like earlier, he mentions the fact that he has like an animal shelter. And when they were crashing through rooms, uh, one of them was great. an animal shelter. And I was just like, oh, my God, love the attention to detail there. That was great. Why don't we move on to the other storyline, which surprisingly was kind of like the B storyline of the episode, I felt like, which was Scott's funeral. So we pick up there. Ramona leaves. She changes her hair. We She seems really bummed out about the whole yeah. thing. And then, as mentioned, we go to the funeral. We get to see everybody's perspectives on Scott dying. I l- loved 
this was the one of the other things that I felt like I never really had this question while I was reading the book. Like maybe maybe in the back of my mind, but the fact that people die when this happens when they're fighting. Yeah. So to have an actual funeral for Scott that people were attending, and even the line that the guy uh, pushing the broom says, "Oh yeah, there was no show. The bass player was punched to death. The bass player was punched. No bass. Like no, he played bass. Big bass. Billy Bass." No. Yeah, it's bass. Yeah. bass. Take me to the river. That's the way the song went. <laughs> yeah. Got me in the water. He played the, the big mouth Billy Bass. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, it was, yeah, Knives' uh, reaction was unbelievable there, and that was hilarious. The fact that they're like, yeah, he was punched to death. And they kept that going, and I, I kept waiting for the how are we going to stop this funeral or what kind of thing was going to happen, but... I, I love the way they also sort of flipped knives in this where she's not desperate to be back with Scott. She moves on the fastest. She's just like, Envy Adams, whoop, his jacket's gone. Mm-hmm. She has a Clash of Demon Head t-shirt. She's just being like a fun teen. And I, that's just so much lighter and more fun than what I think um, we were expecting and what the other uh, versions of this have told. Well, I think what we get here, which – is kind of in the book a little bit, but is much more present at this funeral, is everybody is very self-involved. Like, they always call Scott out on that. And they're like, God, get Scott, get out of here. You're so involved in your own life. I don't want to be part of your story. Leave me alone. But everybody else is doing that. They're like, ah, oh, Scott died. How does that affect me? Like, w- yeah. what does that yeah. do to me specifically, not to anybody else? And Ramona Young is deals. the only one that seems to be thinking about things in some sort of realistic way. She doesn't have a lot of dialogue there, but it clearly affected her very deeply. Yeah, her flashbacks uh, with moments with Scott was really nice. We got inside her head a little bit, which I think I know Justin loves. Yeah, I love being inside head, especially freshly dyed hair head, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's slick. Uh, But I agree with you, like the the way that, that Ramona is the one who's having the quiet sort of melancholy about it is awesome because she, I think that puts her closer to Scott than we, she ever was in the, in the book and in the movie, she's always pulling away. That's what you're like, you know, she's going to pull. And this, it's really like, she's getting closer as she misses him. And she realizes everyone else just treated him like their own. It was about them. Yeah, and one of the things that I really liked this episode is because she was so bummed out, we didn't hear a lot of dialogue for her. So I didn't get to hear, have to like listen to that decrepit old voice from Mary oh, Elizabeth Well, Winstead. stop with this wow. bit. Like that, Come uh, on, it was dude. such a relief. Like I was worried, I was worried that you would hear just like the bones dissolving, you know, while yeah. she was talking, but... They must have cut that out of the show. Right, Pete? Do you think the other – can you hear the other Golden Girls in the background when she's talking? I, I did. There was one line where she was like, hey, is this Scott Pilgrim's funeral? And you could hear like, one time in Sicily, <laughs> in the background, you know? Wow, this Shouts is fun. Shouts to the Estelle Getty heads out there. Pete, you must have loved that. This is really fun. But I did like the <laughs> drama at the funeral, the knives coming in wearing the jacket, you know, drama starting – uh, and then Envy Adams kind of crushes all of that, and it was uh, it was fun to see the different kind of levels and the different reactions and the perspectives at the funeral. I thought it was really cool that we bounced around and got in people's heads, and uh, I I just think it was awesome the way Envy Adams 
like the limo pulls up the red carpet, like all that entrance, the ninja photographers, just so much fun. And then like the music being so great, you know, even ninja photographers are crying. I mean, that's just very touching. Don't forget the butt shot. Love the butt shot. Butt shot. butt shot? The shot of Envy's butt in the, her spandex when she's walking up. I, I, I thought it was, it was a funny, a strange inclusion into the um, animated show. <laughs> it was Damn. definitely the way that they drew Envy Adams even more than the way Brian Leo Bally drew her in the graphic novel. It felt to me like right out of, oh my God, what was that follow-up book that he did about fashion? Uh, oh, yeah. Glamorous well, or something like that? Yeah. yeah. There was the food one, Seconds. Yeah, not Seconds. The one after that, it was a monthly series. That he did was was very much like about fashion models in the LA scene. This felt like a character right out of that. How did you guys feel about I Will Remember You? And I will say up front, I was a little conflicted about it. And I was conflicted about it because this song, this property, Scott Pilgrim, does such a great job with original songs. I was bummed to have a non-original song. Snot Girl was the name of the song. I thought it was Snot Girl, but I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) Um. I loved I Will Remember You. I thought it was a banger. I thought it was a great joke. And then they made yeah. it dope. I was like, this is awesome. Great. It was, really yeah, was kind of hilarious that she sang I Will. And it, during the song was like, we, I don't really remember you. You know, we only dated mm-hmm. for a second. So it was kind of funny to sing I Will Remember You. So I thought, yeah, for the bit of it, I appreciated what they did. But there. another great song on top. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's got to prove that she is a star at the same time. We're just getting sort of jokes about this song being chosen to be sung, a song famously treacly at a funeral where no one really cares that Scott's dead. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, there's a quick reference in here. I don't know if you guys know this, but young Neil turns to Ramona and says something about, could you imagine having an ex who became a huge celebrity after you broke up? And that felt like some sort of in joke. I didn't quite get, I looked into it. Same. And the actor who plays young Neil is a guy named Johnny Simmons who dated Emma Watson for a while, but Emma Watson was already very famous by the time they dated well, maybe that's what maybe, the reference is. Maybe. I don't know. It, that. That it, I was like, like this is an inside joke, and they do not gesture at all toward what it, the reference is. Yeah. Well, I, I think it it kind of comments on the fact that uh, Ramona has all these insane evil exes uh, that are kind of famous in their own right. And, you know, and then also what's it kind of brings Scott and Ramona together, I thought. Oh, do you think it's just a reference to Lucas Lee? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. It's not a real life thing. It's a in-show thing. Yeah. Maybe, but we haven't even really, didn't even really get Yeah, to I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It uh, felt like well, a meta joke. For like, so if it was about Ramona, though, it would be Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And like, let's think about that. She's like 87, oh 90 God, at this point, you. right? So who's around? She's who was around younger like, than you are, you fucking Charlie old Chaplin, fuck. maybe. Um, mm, yeah. She was one of know, Chaplin's wives. Soupy Sales, possibly something like that. I don't know. You are so I'll old. look into it. Soupy Sales. You are so old. What a list of old people you have right at your fingertips. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I Another little bit that I liked. I liked the elevator having a button marked secret lair yeah, at the top. That was fun. Yeah. fun. The league whole meeting was insane. Just... Uh, 
even Gideon's speech about like how he has no fear and he used to wear the t-shirt uh, all the time back in the day was just such a funny bit. Such a great line. Yeah. That t-shirt uh, was a lie or so. I forget the <laughs> yeah. actual wording, but man, but it's I remember good. when no fear t-shirts were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there still are, right? Yeah, they're like still take very the, cool. Take the sleeves off. It's still very cool. How else do you show how little fear you have? I also, I think this was Kim Pine's line. It's not a surprise. He was always taking on high-level enemies. I thought that was a fun little video game yeah. thing there. But then the next line was like, yeah, but he was so, so good. He would always win. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is happening either. Why? Why? Well, uh, uh, yeah, what were you going to say, Justin? I was just going to run through all my fave jokes that we it. haven't hit yet. Uh, the, uh, the the knife stuff where she's talking, Envy's like, I used to date Scott, and she's like, we didn't all know. <laughs> I thought it was great. And then she's also talking about, you're my favorite band that isn't real. Also oh, very fun. Knives get some good ones. Um, of course, the coffin change, uh, no doubt about that. No, no fear shirts, yes. The um, uh, vegan, when the vegan umbrella yep. is in the rain and she's like, uh, Ro- uh, Roxy's like, I got to stop eating meat. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. Put me out of my misery. I want to put you into your misery. Great. <laughs> uh, really fun. Roxy just saying, eat me for no reason. Great stuff. Twin, other twin. That was a fun line too. Shouts also to Griffin Newman, mm-hmm. a friend of the show, who yeah. did some voices in this. Yeah, very cool. Speaking of which, uh, Cal Penn was credited mm-hmm. in the credits, but they didn't say what he played, uh, which I thought was interesting. I mm-hmm. I don't know what he possibly voiced. Maybe it was the... Is he the voiceover? Is he like the narrator? No, that's uh, Pete's number one, Johnny Stevens or whoever it was. Oh, yeah. Steven Jones. I don't know. Uh, maybe Cal Penn was the janitor or something like that, or maybe it was oh, the lawyer yeah. at the end, possibly. Something. Could be. I did want to talk to you guys about the end, though, as we are teeing up the next episode here. What do you think's going on here? Now that, what, what's your speculation in terms of we've got Matthew Patel running the league, Gideon Graves is out, and Ramona thinks she hears Scott in subspace yeah. slash her dreams. So... What, what's your best speculation about what's happening? Yeah, he's in the subspace, and he just needs a one-up so he can get back. Yeah, oh, all right. Simple That's right over the plate. I mean, I don't know. There, this show could go anywhere. Because we have, like, the league seems to be continuing under the leadership of Matthew Patel. Gideon's gone. There's a Gideon thread we could follow. There's Ramona trying to get Scott back. There's the aftermath, the band, does young Neil step up like happens in the in the movie? Like it could go they could also just follow Robot O one for <laughs> what? the next They're not gonna be the next that episode. random, dude. Come on. Yes, they can do anything. That's what I love about this, is they've pushed through the looking glass and now we're in a, a world of pure originality. I they keep trying to put way. it back in the bottle. I keep trying to be like, no, how, we gotta get back on track, but I it I know. That's why, like, dumb. whenever I come over and squirt all your toothpaste out onto your bathroom sink, you spend so long trying to jam it back in there. Yeah. And I'm just like, enjoy the, all the toothpaste that's on your sink. <laughs> if you let them harden, they're like dinner mints. Exactly. That's exactly right, Pete. That's first off. That's the that's disgusting. The fact that you're saying that with energy is like, what are you, a life hacker? <laughs> I can't. The one thing I can't afford is dinner mints. <laughs> so I'm going to I, I, instead. 
I stayed over at Pete's house and woke up with a, a dollop of crest on my cheek because he put it on as a dinner mint. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a being a good host is what that is. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up this one? Uh, I I'm going to this next episode, I'm going to try to watch and just enjoy the ride and not try to feel like I need to force it back into the movie or the comic or whatever, because I feel like, uh, you know, it's there's no reason to do that. So uh, let me ask you, how does that what is that experience like for you when you're forcing it back? Are you just gripping your TV really hard or yeah like, yeah I'm like no no how is this gonna how are we gonna then do this and if you do this then you know so yeah it just it's a lot of yelling at the screen uh, Pete maybe there's like a Konami code you can press that um, gets it back <laughs> I do uh, love up, the up, down, press down. start you know like title card mm-hmm. that you get every time I I love the graphics I continue to love the music uh, you know, even though I was stressed out on this episode, I still thought it was great. If you do up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, select, start, um, then it actually resets two-player yeah, mode. I think it's A, B, A, B, select, start. Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about Scott Pilgrim, Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice. To subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. And next time, uh, third episode, I think we lost this one again. I think episode three. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, lucky number three. Lucky number three. We're going to take the we're gonna take three. the show the next time. We're going to take uh, off. It's BAP, so suck it. Uh, I just tried it, But to, it's uh, only one BA. I said two, but it's yeah, not. Okay, all right. Thank you.